We're going to pray for you, okay? Yeah, you. We will pray for you. And I will accept those prayers. This is me receiving them, grabbing those prayers <laughs> out of the air through the, through the computer. That's hilarious. Oh, man, yo, Montgomery and company, y'all are lit. Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it because it's your business, your business, business. Handle all of your business, value all of your business. You say you're minding your business, my business. Welcome in, good people, to Montgomery and Company. I'm Renee Montgomery, and listen, Linda. We're going to have some fun today. We have Nigel Sylvester, the pro BMX athlete that has his own line with Jordan that makes the dopest content. We're going to talk about that. We also have another celebrity boxing match coming up this Saturday, actually. And we got the main event, in my eyes, on the show. We have Headcrack. You may know him from Dish Nation. He's a host. He was also at the Dream Game the other day, about a week ago. And we also have Kimbo Slice Jr. who will be matching up against him. You might know Kimbo Slice Jr. from his dad knocking out people. But we're going to talk all about fight night. Coming up next, baby. Let's go. Coming off the hype of the NBA playoffs game yesterday, it got me thinking about creating your own path. You know, Jason Tatum has talked a lot about wanting to just enjoy the moment. Even during his press conferences, he said, I'm looking behind me at the finals logo and it's just crazy right now. And I just want to be present in the moment. You know, Jalen Brown talked about how he spoke this moment into existence. You know, he talked about it previous years, how he wanted to get where he is right now. Al Horford became the first Dominican player to go to the finals. He created his own path. Steph Curry created a legacy that no one can deny. You know, he might have ruined the game of basketball altogether. He created his own path. Look at what Draymond Green did. Whether you hate Draymond Green or you love Draymond Green, who would have thought a player that doesn't even shoot sometimes more than five times a game would be a starter on a championship team that's a dynasty? Someone whose defensive prowess is so good and so competitive that that's all he needs to be an all-star. That's all he needs to fulfill his role on a team. He created his own path. He created his own legacy because no one usually can do that. We know Dennis Rodman did it with rebounding, but to the point to what Draymond is doing it, you know, he's called himself one of the greatest defensive players to ever play the game. I do think he's created his own path and how he does play defense. But creating your own path, you know, that's kind of what – Honestly, everything's about, everything comes back to creating your own path. There's going to be the way that your family did it. There's going to be a way that people around you do it. There's going to be a way that your boss may want you to do it, but how are you going to do it? What is going to be your own path is kind of what I think about anytime I see big moments like the NBA playoffs. And right now we're in season for the WNBA and the Atlanta Dream. So I think about that for the Dream as well. Right now we're creating our own path. You know, we're creating our own path as an ownership group. Tunisia Coach T is creating her own path as a coach. You know, there's there's players that are creating their own paths every single game. And so when you think about creating your own path, sometimes you think about you have to do it right in the beginning. That's how you start your path. You can change, you can pivot, you can create a new path at any moment. And I think that's the part that gets forgotten. I think that that's the part that gets overlooked. You know, we're going to hear from Headcrack later. It's celebrity boxing matches. And a lot of these celebrity boxers, they're creating their own path now. You may know them from one thing that they've done, but now they're doing something completely different. And that's okay. We see NBA players that are also rappers. We see WNBA players that are also models. They're creating their own paths. Look at name, image, and likeness. 
Look at what these college athletes are doing with their name, image, and likeness. They're creating their own path. So as you start your journey, if you're already in your journey, it doesn't matter where you are. Just create your own path. over the past week. And when I say a lot happened, a lot happened in the tech space because apparently Apple had an update. I think it was iOS 5. And when Apple has an update, anybody that's an Apple user knows what happens when an update comes through. A lot of times our devices start moving a little bit slower than normal. Things ain't working right. Cole sent a message into the group chat and it was an actual comedy because you could hear the distress in her <laughs> message. But it was like, man, boy, do we feel her pain? She said, Shannon, call me back. My phone is glitching out. It's moving in slow motion. So we were like, oh, Lord, here we go. And then Paul texts back, wrong text, laugh out loud. See, everyone's phones is messed up. I don't know what's going on. Then Serena writes back and says, mine is too. Paul goes, we're all getting hacked. I said, this is wild. I ain't going to say what Sam said next because we don't want them type of problems. But she basically (laughs) said scammers, okay, and a large group of them. And so why do we have to go through this every single time? Cole had to literally get a new phone over the weekend because Uh, her phone apparently stopped. Why do we go through this every time with you, Apple? Why don't you get the bugs out, fix the kinks, and get everything all together before you blast off with a new iOS update that's going to bring so much joy to us and pain all at once? Why do we do this every time? Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is is that my phone was already on a half. I mean, I can say (laughs) my phone was on a quarter. It wasn't even on a half it was on a quarter. So I was trying to hold on to my phone because of course, you know, when your phone's paid for, who wants to pay for another phone? It's just almost like a car payment. Who wants to go back through all that again? So (laughs) I was holding on to my phone and I wasn't even trying to type in that chat. I was trying to type to Shannon and the phone kept switching like really slow. So I'm texting in between and it ascend and it sent it to the wrong one it was too late I was like you know what so then (laughs) Shannon calls me and I can't hear him and then I'm hanging up and then he's calling me back and I still can't hear him and then I'm calling him and he can't hear me then all of a sudden the phone just went black and I was like oh that's not good because it wasn't like it was dead I think they took you to the metaverse they probably (laughs) did I think they took you to the metaverse Where I say first world Apple problems. You know what? Okay. We're not even going to touch on that. Well, we're going to let you know. Yeah, we're not going to even talk about that. That's how I've heard it's out there in the metaverse. I'm just trying to tell you. Long story short, the phone came back on, still couldn't hear anybody. <laughs> Everything it was a text and this phone wasn't ringing. And Shane was like, you can't live like this. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, man. So he went to the Verizon store, got a new phone. And then... I turned the phone on after we got everything transferred over. Uh-huh. And it's almost like I was blind all this time. It's almost like, you know, when your prescription's not right, you can't I hardly see. I was blind, but now I see. You can't hardly see when your prescription's <laughs> bad or it's not updated. And then I got like new glasses and the whole world just opened up. I mean, now the phone actually works. I couldn't even believe some of the stuff was supposed to be working the way it was. She it wasn't working the way. What phone did you have before? I had a 10. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's okay, not, so that's, that's, too bad. that's more than mine, isn't it, Renee? No, what no, do ma'am. You have Snook? I She's eleven. Got... She's got an eleven. Snook is spoiled. Snook, listen. <laughs> she got an eleven. Every time a new phone comes <laughs> no, out, I think Snook, Snook got a twelve. Actually. A twelve. Yeah, she got twelve. Yeah. 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 
I have a twelve. Because this is what happens with Snook. Every time a phone comes out, we all experience the same problems. When they get a new phone out or a new system out, everybody goes through the struggle. But Snook, every time she explains to us why she has to have that new phone that's out. (laughs) Because her phone is apparently acting up like ours ain't either. But she'll tell us, oh, I just can't use it. So she didn't even know. So look, she thought that hers was worse than Cole's. But we've gotten her a phone, every single new phone. When the 10 came out, Snook got a new 10 because her old one was just too outdated. When the 11 came out, oh man, she can't use her 10 anymore for some reason. It's just not working. Now, and then when the 12 came out, oh, she has too much store. She has too much footage in here and it's t- she has to get a bigger phone with bigger stuff every time so snook <laughs> i don't know what snook trying to talk about to cole because every single time something happens to where like we a christmas <laughs> present a birthday present snook that's is true. getting an iphone yeah. that's true <laughs> well you should have never turned me on to him hey roy when renee uh, graduated from college First thing she sent here was an iPhone. It came to the house and I said, oh, Renee didn't got her an iPhone. I thought it was her phone that she was sending here. And I said, Renee, they delivered your phone today. She said, oh, no, that's not your phone. My phone is your phone. And because I don't want you using that BlackBerry, she thought me using that BlackBerry was just too much. Mama, let me upgrade you. No, I mean, and I remember that was like a bit, iPhones were all the buzz, especially like back in like 09 or something. It was like, it was a big deal. It's kind of like now, like Android and iPhone Roy. And that's what he's talking about. Because, well, well, first of all, I read a meme that said, if you don't have an iPhone, you're doing your whole family a disservice. Because if one person is an Android, it turns a whole chat green. And then it's just not as fluid. Communi- you know, like we don't communicate as fluidly as, as you do not. with iMessage. But <laughs> I, I would rather go through these little problems than have an Android. I'm right. sorry. Once I got into iPhone, I won't go back. I'm not going back to Android. She ain't never going back. And Roy said, that's right. I love my family, but not that much. So listen, (laughs) they own it. They own up to it. But Apple... This one's for you because we are very loyal to the brand. I got I'm on a Mac computer yes. right now. Me I too. got an iPhone. Yes. We we got AT&T. We're handing out iPhones for our business, iPads for our business. We are in the Apple family. But yep. we want you to help us work with us. We want the updates, but we want them when they're ready, when they're good and ready. <laughs> Not when you got to send us an update right afterwards that says it's going to fix all the bugs and all of those stuff. Yes. We don't want that update. We don't want no devils in the house. <laughs> we want the Lord. And that's it. I know everybody else got that update problem, too, because we weren't the only ones. No. Our group chats, all the group chats were going crazy going all crazy. over the place. Sent everybody into a tussie. So we want them updates, <laughs> Apple, even okay? Zoom was acting up earlier today. I think these are two different companies, though, Snook. <laughs> but okay. I'm just saying, it was on the phone, though. If you were on your phone oh. t- trying to do Zoom, remember, it kept telling me there's an error, you know. Oh, you know what, Snook? You need to update your app. So that's another thing, too. When you get the big iOS update from Apple, and you go to your phone to update the apps, y'all gonna have about 60 updates that needs to be updated and that's every single application. No, mine this morning when I got up it says your phone was successfully upgraded or whatever. No, no, no. I'm talking about about the app. app. We're talking talking about about the actual app. The apps. (laughs) 
update the, the app <laughs> to match the iOS. So when iOS yeah. updates, every single app has to do an update that makes them work with iOS now. So if you ain't Roy, updated, do you app- have these kind of problems on Android? They should be automatic. I mean, if they knew there was an update, why don't they just go ahead and do it and save us the trouble? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, Snookabook. And now you get it. Roy, would you like to enter the chat? Because right now I think that this is your victory lap time. Oh, I know, so right? He's, he's, get that right. I, 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 want to, I want you to talk about that that clip that we saw when you were at the club and they were serving your Ooh, the bottles yes! or something and they said, Roy, get an iPhone. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I was covering uh, game six of the uh, Florida Panthers Washington Capitals series. So I was in D.C. <laughs> And uh, uh-huh. me and Lewis, our video guy for the Levitard show, were invited to a club or whatever. And then I'm sitting down. <laughs> we're getting bottle service for some reason. I don't know how that okay. happened. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm over here enjoying my Johnny Walker Black. And then all of a sudden, I see this big <laughs> sign come out saying, Roy, please get an iPhone. <laughs> And he's, and he's not doing it justice. How did you feel when it's you the signs that the the, the, the ladies that bring the ball bars yes. out the hostess the signs it was lit up. It wasn't just did a you, did you feel sign. personally attacked? I did. I was in a club. <laughs> I was in a club. All of a sudden, this it was sign awesome. comes out. <laughs> it's like, it was Who sent the sign? Washington D.C. This is happening to me. The nation's capital. I'm right by the Washington Monument over here. That's when subliminal oh leaves the mind and, and projects it's itself onto a screen. It's it's like, so, if you need a yeah. sign, here it is. So what do you funny. have to say in honor of all the Android users? Like, if you could speak for y'all, what do you have to say? Because we're you're talking to the iPhones right now. On behalf of all Android users. On behalf of all Android users, I can say that <laughs> my updates always work. My phone never dies. So uh, there's that. <laughs> You sound like an infomercial. Yeah, it is. It should be. You know why? <laughs> Apple is evil. That's why. Okay, oh, here. Okay, no, that's no, enough. No, so what no, I will no. say is at least we don't catch the bugs that go around. I know y'all be catching viruses oh, and yeah. flus. I have a bug. We don't, no, there's no COVID version of this Today, phone, really. you don't have a bug today. <laughs> I know there's right. COVID in this phone. You know what? <laughs> Listen, Roy, I have Our a question for you. You said you... Uh, Johnny Walker Black. Is that scotch? Uh, that is blended scotch. Yes, it's blended whiskey. <laughs> okay, I was wondering because my sister drank Johnny Walker Red. So. Oh, uh, oh she was wondering about the alcohol. I thought yeah, she had a question about the alcohol. I said, is he a scotch drinker? That's what I was wondering. Is he? <laughs> I'm a I don't scotch like scotch. <laughs> Why not? Why don't it you like scotch? Like wood, don't you think? Well, listen, he likes what he likes. It's not weird because he likes Android phones. This all makes sense, <laughs> Snooky. It's not weird. He likes scotch and he likes Android phones, oh, and that's Roy for you. That is hilarious. <laughs> he goes against the grain. Roy goes against the grain, and Roy goes against <laughs> your mama. But this mama right here. Roy actually fools with this mama. That's Snooka Booker to y'all, okay? Mm, that's right. I zig. And when everybody else zags, boom, I zig again. How about that? <laughs> scotch. I never could. My sister, they were big time scotch yeah, drinkers. They had that milk on the Ooh. table and I was being like, oh my God, no. Oh, scotch no, and baby. Yeah, scotch and water, scotch on the rocks. No, this sounds like oh. the stuff serial killers are made of. Yeah, you never had scotch and milk? <laughs> Scotch, Scotch and, and milk? milk? Scotch and milk. Are we missing something? 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's so much yeah. a clabber before you can even drink it. I mean, is that a little bit like Bailey's a little bit? The only milky drinks I fool with are Bailey's, eggnog when it's spiked. And then what's the um drink that the Minicanas make uh, on uh, the holidays? Ponche. No, we, what the, the Puerto Ricans make coquito and the Dominicans, we make ponche. Ponche. Okay. So that's, you know what I'm saying? These is the only Those milky. Only ones <laughs> I... Why is that? <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait till Christmas. <laughs> Christmas in July! Let's go! Coming up next, we have Nigel Sylvester, pro BMX athlete and also founder of the Nigel Sylvester Foundation. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm super excited about this one. Okay, so I feel like it's for the culture. We always do things for the culture. Nigel Sylvester, you have completely changed things when it comes to bikes. And I'd love to just hear how you got started in bikes. Bikes isn't usually a thing that we gravitate to, but that's what you started with and that's what you're booming with now. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, yeah, man. Like when you think about bicycle riding, I feel like a lot of us, have childhood memories, right? Or like can think about the first time we rode a bicycle, you know, or that time we fell off and we scraped our knee or bruised our shin and we came home and our moms was like, what are you doing? Are you hurting yourself? You know, um, I had a lot of those moments myself. (laughs) But um, it was something about the freedom that I got when I rode bicycles. It was something about um, the energy that I channeled through bicycle riding and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with those feelings. I fell in love with the way that it allowed me to create and express myself and completely about my imagination. And I stuck with it. <laughs> Happily, I stuck with it. And I'm here now, still riding my bike and still living out my imagination and dreaming big and you know, all the amazing things that are going on in my life, you know. It's really crazy because, first of all, when I watch your videos, I'm terrified all at once for the things (laughs) y'all are doing. I'm turned up at the people that you just randomly dapping up and hopping in the video. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're scared for y'all. We're scared for (laughs) y'all and we're hyped for y'all at the same time. So it's like, when you hit people up for these videos, do they already know who you are and like how the videos are? Because it's like, they feel like, it seems like they all are in on the joke. Like, this is lit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I mean, like, I've been creating content my entire career. And whether it's a regular Instagram video, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's part of my ghost series, whether it's branded content, we always try to tell stories that 
are authentic to who I am and that are relatable to just everyone, you know? So yeah, like this, sometimes we might see someone in my video like, damn, like how the hell did this person end up here? Or, or you might be like... Yes, how did they end up there, Nigel? That's what I want to <laughs> ask you. I saw Rick Ross, Corday, DJ Khaled, <laughs> yes, just to name right. a few. Like, yes, I saw NBA players. You was playing video. Like, right. how does this happen? Like, Jay Balvin. Yes. Right. I just had to uh, represent for the, for the Latinos real quick. <laughs> Shout out to the homie Balvin. Um, <laughs> it just happens, you know? Like, I'm outside of, on my bicycle all the time riding and, and, I, and I run into people, um, whether I'm at a party or an event or a mutual friend, it just happens. I feel like that classic saying, like, real recognize real. At the end of the day, we're all artists, we're all creatives, and you can see when someone really puts themselves into their craft and, and into what they're doing. And a lot of people you just mentioned, these are the people that I'm mean, like listen to their music or we may be hanging out somewhere at, at an event or a party and we get to talking and when the time is right to collaborate, we do, you know, and, and I'm very grateful for like those moments and those, those opportunities because I'm able to highlight people that I respect and then vice versa, like they're able to like highlight me as well. So it's just synergy and when it works, it works. It's working, Nigel, it's working. <laughs> it's working. It definitely is. It's working. <laughs> do you direct the videos? So a lot of the stuff that I do, I co-direct it. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm involved in the entire process, like beginning to end, right? So that's one thing that people may think I just show up. Like I don't just show up. Like I'm actually like sitting down in a room, like we're writing out the concepts, mm-hmm. we're planning it, we produce it. You know, um, a lot of the stuff that I do, I'm in front of the camera, so I still need someone behind the camera to like navigate things and to keep things in order but it's always a collaborative process right and a lot of the content that i'm able to do all that i do better yet i'm able to collaborate with people who are who are friends of mine so it's always a fun experience we can travel the world together um and just create which is something that um that's very fulfilling for me. Love that. I love that. And nice. so how long does it take you to create a video per se? Like you, y'all are in the room, y'all are chopping it up with the concepts. Like I saw it. One was like, next up, we're heading to Africa. And it's like, well, wait a minute. We international. Like, so how long does it take to like prepare for one of those videos? Depending on like the content piece, it can take a few minutes or it can take a few months. You know, like we just shot a video recently where I rode through a moving sprinter. That was an idea that we were on another what? photo shoot. That's crazy. And yes, it was wild. Wait, we were on you like just photo you rode through a moving sprint. Hold on, help me understand. What does I know, this right? mean? You explain like, that to us. You, know, <laughs> you rode through a, a moving sprint. Just to make sure, is the sprinter the vans, the big tall vans yes. that have the. Yes, exactly. yes. Right. So help me understand. Make it make sense, Nigel. And I got you, right? So, <laughs> so sprinter vans are the big cargo vans that's an empty yes. bag. High ceiling. Usually people use it for moving large items. Right. So I had one of my boys driving the Sprinter and we had the back door of the Sprinter open. So the doors open like this. We have those open. And then sliding door on the side, we slid that open. So while the Sprinter van is driving going forward, I'm riding super fast and I jump into the back of it and then ride out the side of it. What? Wow. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> wow. That sounds like some yeah, fucking like, area type right. stuff or it something. It sounds like a stunt. <laughs> you would be a great stunt person. Yeah. Right. I'm definitely preparing for Fast and Furious 12 or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that's right. But like, but a video like that, we were actually on another photo shoot and just thinking about ideas. And I'm like, oh, let's ride to the Sprinter van. So a couple weeks later, we got the van and we went out and 
two hours later, the video was done. So sometimes Crazy. that happens. And there's other times where it's like, oh, we have to plan this out for a few months and put a lot of different moving pieces together. So it's just dependent on what the like what the creative calls for, you know? That's dope. I love it. And and you're like a generational talent in a sense of you did things very differently. Like, you know, like right. you used your sport, but did it how like in the content world. And so what is it like when you set out to do that and then you hear Jay-Z mentioning your name in a song? <laughs> you got you're the first right. athlete with Jordan brand creating customized Shoes, like, what is that right. like for you? Shout out to Team Jordan. See, I'm ready for that. Nice. It's it's honestly surreal. At times, I, I I just can't believe like where my life is at right now. You know, so it's exactly how you would imagine it is. It's just like every like no two days are the same, and it's truly a blessing. I'm I'm extremely thankful for where I'm at, and I feel like the way that I can continue to honor where I'm at is by continuing to push myself as much as possible and making a way for those behind me. That's I love that. That's beautiful. That makes me think about what you're doing. So it's National Bike Month and right. you're doing a lot of stuff in this month, not for yourself, but with your foundation <laughs> and for kids. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff too and don't feel bad about that, but I want people to know that you're also doing things the involving behind bikes. The behind the scenes too. Yeah, the behind the scenes right. stuff about what you're doing. So can you just kind of elaborate on some of those things for sure a little less than a year ago we launched the nigel sylvester foundation and it was very important to me to create a foundation that gave back to the communities that supported me the bicycle has this unique ability to blur cultural lines and to galvanize communities of all walks of life and so this month being the first national bike month that the foundation has been established it was important to me and to my entire team that we celebrate this month and we give back to the to those communities in, in like a meaningful way. So a couple of days ago, we teamed up with the Boys and Girls Club and we teamed up with Pitchin Foundation, which is CC Sabathia's foundation. Come on, CC! Right, shout, shout out to CC, man. <laughs> shout out to CC. Um, and we donated 31 bikes to kids that live in Queens and Brooklyn. And wow. the reason why we did 31 because it's a bike a day for every day wow. in the month of may and um it was amazing like i walked into like the boys and girls gym and there were kids from all walks of life right from like every skin tone every background <laughs> and they were and like they were all there and they were and they were super excited and for some of those kids like this is the first time anyone's ever given them a bicycle and oh, the kids man. are grabbing their bikes and they're riding out the riding out the gym oh, and they're changing awesome. the gears and it's just dope to provide mobility and access and something as powerful as a bike to like kids in need, especially with the summertime coming up. We're doing a 12 mile bike ride through New York City wow. that I'm super excited about. And then we have a couple of other moments nationally, one in L.A. and I think one in Vegas where we're doing bike rides. And um, just again, just supporting communities and through the power of bicycle riding so you turning up on national bike month is what you just said oh yeah we got to oh yeah we got to (laughs) i love that shout shout out to queens i'm from queens so i just wanted to shout out my my, yeah i'm from queens so i love what you're doing you're bringing people together and and you know like growing up in new york it is it is a different culture you know i do remember like everybody had their own bikes like having a bike was a big deal so i love how you bring in you know like those memories back and mixing in the culture and bringing in bringing people together of course of course like i'm a example of riding a bike out the hood i know what that journey was like the bicycle saved me from a lot of trouble a lot of things i probably shouldn't have been getting involved into so 
I just want to be able to continue to share that with kids. It's just it's just something that's like very important to me. That's beautiful. So I'm curious with the bike and, and changing stories and narratives, do you think that you've created a whole nother lane for bikers? Like, and have you seen other Nigel style of content coming from your world? Like, because I think you're generational talent, but have you, you started it and you saw it beforehand. I'm not in that space, but is this like completely new and different than anything people have been doing? I mean, people have been riding BMX bikes since the 80s. You just haven't seen a lot of us riding BMX bikes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially on, especially on like a global stage. I feel with, with what I've done, I've presented bicycle riding in a way that it hasn't been prior to me. And I've shown people a new way to go about having a career as a professional bike rider. What I want to continue to do is dismantle those stigmas around what what a bicycle rider looks like and or like continue to break down like stereotypes and break down those limitations that they put on young black boys where, yeah, we can ride bikes too. Like we can turn up, we can fly through the sky. That's just something I feel like we like we need to see, you know, and um, I've been fortunate enough to be in, in the position that I'm in, so I'm going to continue to turn up as much as possible. Yes, sir. <laughs> Representation. I love, I love that. Let me tell you this. I know I'm in Baltimore, and bikes are huge in Baltimore. Crazy. Huge <laughs> in Baltimore. And then you can always tell it's springtime when you go outside, and all of a sudden you just see tons of kids on bikes. I mean, right. riding everywhere. And I love to see it because I love it because the kids are all having fun. Facts. They're going across the streets. Some are popping wheelies. Some are wiping out. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> then they get up and they keep going. Then you got always got right. the one little kid, the one tiniest kid who has the huge bike. You're like, yep. he borrowed somebody's bike, but yeah. he, got, he out there doing what he got to do. So I think uh, it's yeah. awesome. And I also want to say shout out to Snook and Diddy because we had BMX bikes in the 80s. My mom and dad got us. We had them when we was little. Weren't too many BMXs where we was at, but we had them. So I'm gonna say they was they was doing it early too. Hell yeah! Like that was one of the best feelings. Just like riding through the hill with your friends, yeah, mobbing through. It's like one of the best feelings. Right, right. We used to have bike dates. Actually, we would go to the park or load them up on the truck, and the whole family. And as a matter of fact, my daughter who lives here, she has six kids, and they take six kids to adults, and they go to a bike. Park and ride. Dang, that's wild. Shay got a Brady Bunch. It was two families came together. Just I want to just state that. Nothing wrong with having six kids, but I just wanted to state that for Shay. But I'm curious, what are you said you're gonna keep turning up? What do you have going on with Hyper Ice? Yes, so I signed with Hyper Ice like a year ago, actually. Almost a year ago today, actually. And um we've been doing some incredible things together. Now thank you. I'm actually an investor in the brand as well, okay. which is amazing. Get um, into ownership. Let's right, go. Right, oh, they right. exactly. love that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that, and like that's something that's super important to me as well is as I build my content portfolio and continue to do the things I'm doing in front of the camera, it's important that my team and I would put in some energy into building my actual business. So what we've been doing, Hyperrise, since we partnered up, We've been working with my whole high school and we're planning to do a recovery room in the high school and provide access to hyperized products and access to recovery for the athletes and the faculty there. So I'm super passionate about that. We've done a couple of campaigns, which is amazing. Most recently, we've um, created some content, did some things around Hypervolt Go To, which is something that I use on a daily basis. Like it's an essential for me, you know, and like when I'm traveling, 
when I'm riding, whether it's pre-ride or post-ride. So let me find out. Y'all are like, I know y'all are athletes too, so don't don't take this wrong. But like, <laughs> athletes hold on. Too sounds crazy. I know. You're like, 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 let me find out. Y'all are stretching. <laughs> You're stretching before you go out. Like what? Y'all got like, what's your routine, Nigel? You got? Do you stretch before you go on these rides to the city? Like, what's it like? I have to. Wow. The body. It's, it's, it's everything, you know, and, and, and something that has always been important to me throughout my career is longevity. And that starts with taking care of myself. So when opportunity to present itself to partner with Hyper Rice, it just made so much sense to me. And it was aligned with my goals. Again, like taking care of my body, like, like making sure when I'm on my bicycle, properly stretched, um, I'm flexible, I'm ready to go because whether I jump on the rail and I need to bail off, I need to make sure when, like, when I'm bailing off, like I'm not stretching anything or straining anything. Oh, right. it's, 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 it's strenuous. Yeah, like, it's yeah. very strenuous. Like I'm lifting up myself and my bike constantly or we're riding on any given day. We're riding 15, 20 miles. Like, Wow. That's the thing. So it's like, it's a, Goodness. It's a, it's a 15, 20 miles. Like biking is no joke. Yeah. It's not. No, nah, not at all. Listen, I went biking one time in Colorado and that's the last time I went biking. So I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, I, I know, like, don't get me wrong. I know it's tough. I don't even like to get on the bike in the weight room. So I, I know it's tough. I don't even like to get on the bike on the gym. And that is, right. that's not even mobile. So. So, don't get it twisted. We know you out there working it out. I just didn't know, like, you know, the stretching and the pre-post. Like, that's dope to hear just athlete to athlete for perspective of course you got to cool down because that's what everybody does so i'm just curious what's next for you like what kind of you know you talked about building your business what does building your business look like that's like a a very loaded question right it's loaded (laughs) but it's loaded right um this is pretty much for me it's growing the different verticals within my business so everything from the brand partnerships that we're doing to all the flinch work we're doing with the foundation continue to push myself as an athlete on the bicycle, the content that we want to continue to evolve on beyond like the social media and stuff and beyond like YouTube, like getting into like the film and television space. That's also important to me as well. Getting my hands more into the art world, you know, and, and, the, and the designing art pieces because I grew up as like an artist, like drawing and stuff and going to like art school. So for real. So you draw too, Nigel, come on. Used to draw when I was a kid. Now I just doodle, but (laughs) (laughs) do we have any NFTs in the future or anything? Yeah. Even like stuff like that, like new ways of like technology and how the world is changing, looking at those things and identifying places that my brand makes sense next to those things. So there's a lot at hand right now and i'm into the element of surprise so i'm not going to be a list down like we're working on all these things we just know that we have <laughs> no that's ex- that's exactly what i was no. asking that's exactly it like you're building up not just you on camera as an on-camera talent you're building a business mm-hmm. that when you're not actually working on camera your business is still going and that's literally kind of we're in the same space of the same foundation building yeah. I'm an on-camera talent but wanting to be behind mm-hmm. the camera as well and producing so I hope you get all of that and I I can't be a hooper and not ask this talk about getting your own Air Jordan 1s man like what, <laughs> like, what is that Nigel <laughs> yo that 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 moment right there man it was a milestone right like a testament to all the hard work right like as a kid like growing up in the hood you know, like we idolized Jordan, you know what I mean? Having a pair of Jordans was everything. I've been watching Jordan on TV going crazy. So being able to turn pro when I was 18, 
right? And and I signed to Nike when I was 18, so I've been signed wow. to Nike for like wow. half my life, you know? Wow. Um, wow. Which, is, which is amazing. And um, have an opportunity to do a Air Jordan 1, which is my favorite shoe, and not just do the shoe, and not just design it, but tell my story in regards to how I interact with the shoe and just knowing what that shoe means to the sneaker culture, the culture at large, the people around the world. It was an incredible moment. You know, it was a very, very incredible moment. And then to sign to Jordan as the first action sports athlete um, a few years later, it's like a dream come true for me. You know, so we're going to continue to turn up over there, too. we got some things that we're working on right now. So be on, on the lookout Listen, for that Listen, well. I'm a size oh, 8, Nigel. We wish you right. the best. <laughs> we wish you the best in oh, I'm everything. I'm a size 10. If you Listen, like since we're doing this right. size 9. <laughs> yeah, we got to start passing out those shoes, right? Yeah, I'm saying, I already know shoe, how you that. You get a shoe. You get a shoe. You get a shoe. <laughs> Man, Renee, we'll, we'll just share. We'll just share pairs. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you for hopping on here with us yes, in Montgomery and Co. Thank you. who is a host at Dish Nation. He's also a boxer, and he's going to come and talk about his upcoming celebrity boxing match next. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Right, so we're here with my guy, Head Crack from Dish Nation, one of the hosts. Also pulled up to the game the other days. So how was the vibes? You brought the kids. Yo, it was a fun experience, and I think I am three Atlanta Dream games in now. Okay. And every time it's more fun, more exciting, more action-packed <laughs> than the last. And it was a close game. Like, it's, it wasn't one of those games where you could be like, all right, fourth quarter, we up by this amount, we out. It was it was very close. We stuck around to the very end. But, uh, yo, it's never a dull moment. Right, it's great. lit. Thank you. We appreciate you Love coming. And, and so thank you for joining us here on Montgomery & Company. So we do a family business, family pod around here, but we talk big business. And so you're a host yourself at Dish Nation. And it seems like there's always something fun happened on there so i'm just curious to start out is it as funny off air as it is on air because our best takes sometimes are our outtakes yo listen the best material is not fit for the air <laughs> right, right. <laughs> i'm sure y'all ladies like, like oh, yes, yes. This just to protect ourselves yes. because sometimes what is funny to us may be misinterpreted by the masses Definitely. at large we say all the time we should do a dish after dark yeah you know something yeah. that maybe we could do a patreon for <laughs> but I mean, it's it's nonstop fun because it's just 
so many different characters on the show, right? And <laughs> and even just judging off the energy of y'all right now with Montgomery and company, <laughs> I can just imagine the stuff that's on the cutting room floor exactly. that's just like yeah. oh, oh, in the back of your mind. You, that's just great. We yeah, can't boy. let Snook say everything, okay? She from a different generation. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real though, because the crazy yeah. thing is like there's certain things that kind of get lost, you know what I mean? Facts. And certain philosophies yep. and views. And sometimes we need to have that <laughs> retro thought into play. Because yes. I try yes. to let them know all the time. They don't want to <laughs> listen, but I try to tell them. <laughs> we be telling her the folks ain't ready, but we're also competitive, as you know. When we first got here, Snook let us know that everybody let, let us know that she made it here first. So I'm curious, do you have some athletic roots in your background? Because you know where I'm going with this. If like, Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so like, I used to play a little bit of everything in all aspects of school, whether it was uh, like track, whether it was uh, wrestling, whether it was intramural sports, where I really shined, like really good at dodgeball, okay. tug of war. <laughs> my, <laughs> my favorites. <laughs> Man, and, and, I, and I feel like kids started getting soft once they took dodgeball out of school. Yes, you know I mean? I'm, I'm <laughs> agree with that. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, like everybody really should like know to how it feels to up. be like the target. Okay, yes. I like that. So, yes. hold on, hold on. Can we say soft now? You were talking about things getting misinterpreted. <laughs> right. Can we say that still? Can we say yeah, that? Yeah, we, we can say soft because I only mean that people are soft and sensitive <laughs> and don't know how it feels to be struck or hit by anything in oh, real yeah, life. Absolutely. You know, people are only getting beat up on the internet now. Right. Um, and not right. just every day at school or something. Yeah, exactly. He's right. Yeah, if a cotton ball hits you, you fall down. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got beat up by my sister, so I feel like, you know, that was just a rite of passage. They they had to make sure I was tough enough in case when I went out there. Hey. Gino used to tell y'all that y'all needed to get beat up a little bit during practice too, right? Yeah, it was you tough. Time. It was rough out there. They didn't call fouls in practice. Like, what are we talking about here if we wanted a foul in practice? So you have your athletic background, which makes a lot of sense then because you're a boxer now. Like, would you call yourself a boxer now? Or I would, I would say I'm, I'm a boxer in the season of my life that I'm in right now. And next season, I'm going to be an actor because like, like, it's, been, nice. it's been so much training and so mm. much energy yeah. that has been going into preparing for this fight that it doesn't really leave room for anything more i mean like you know i'm sure you guys can attest to this like when you are giving your all to the sport of yeah. basketball you are physically exhausted there's not <laughs> much more that you can do <laughs> that's a fact that. that's yeah a so like you know people be like all right cool you out of the gym cool so what are you gonna do later i'm like chill <laughs> fact, you don't want to do nothing else i try to tell people that the best thing to do when you're active or you're an athlete is a bunch of nothing and on june 11th there's a big celebrity boxing event going on where you are facing kimbo slice jr now you just talked about it you're doing a lot of training but i'm just curious what made you say yes to getting in yeah. the ring with an MMA fighter? Like, what, what made you say yes to that? Well, here's the thing. There wasn't really too many other people that was rising to the challenge because I was trying to fight other people that was in radio, TV, even on the rap space, and everybody's like, nah, fam, I'm good. Wow. Like, seriously? <laughs> None of that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, if I can't find anybody brave enough to step up to me, what if I leveled up and fought somebody that uh, you know, I would have to dig in and fight? Wow. Now, granted, he, he, I didn't seek this man out, you know, like the, the, the promotion company was like, yo, what about Kimbo Slice Jr.? And I'm like, okay. Doesn't he do this? Like, you know, is he like, like a, profe for real? a professional? But, you know, MMA and boxing is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I did, and mm -hmm. I did watch him box in an event that he did in March. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
the fundamentals are there, but I also know the work that I've been putting in in the gym too. And I'm like, okay, you know what? If I fine tune a couple things, you know, this could be one of the biggest upsets in celebrity boxing history. This is crazy. I, I pray you, it is. You I might be it right. Is. And so, yeah. like, who are you training with? Like, where are you training? Like, what's that like? So, I'm training with uh, Pepper, this guy named Pepper who has a gym franchise Pepper called Pepper Boxing. Boxing. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And um, Pepper, like, when I first met him, he wasn't really, like, training people one-on-one. But, like, we hit it off really well. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to take you under my wing. Wow. And between point A and point B, whether he'll admit it or not, I started impressing him, right? Okay. And uh, he's like one of them tough, like, you know, martial art, like dudes from the Kung Fu movies, even though it's boxing. <laughs> we met Pepper. <laughs> Actually, me and Serena yeah, trained at their gym class one time. Yeah. <laughs> just one, because I couldn't take yeah. it anymore. We was one and done. <laughs> boxing is not for the weak of heart, okay? Oh my yeah, I, I thought I was tough until I took that. Man, listen, a lot of people <laughs> think they tough until like, you know, like, because one thing, the punching bags don't punch back, you know? That's true. And then like later on when your body's talking to you after you're just chilling later and you realize, damn, these joints is like a little sore. Like, you know, yeah. They're baby bones, you know? And, uh, but like, you know, his way of teaching and my way of learning kind of complement each other. Okay. So it made it easy for me to continue on because I take criticism well. I know when I have a bad day in the gym. I know when I'm not laser focused. And, uh, you know, we really got it popping. And also, too, like, you know, it's one thing to, like, you know, do the mitt work and, like, I right, throw a one or two or five and a four. But it's another thing to get in there with another boxer yeah. and spar, yeah. which is, like, practice fighting yeah which i have mm -hmm. done a bunch of these leading up to it and i got to do one when i leave here and you know and that is anxiety building within itself definitely definitely you know because it's one thing to get ready for the big fight which like you know when i get jump in the ring on june 11th i'm fighting three one minute rounds but when i'm sparring i'm fighting like seven three minute rounds mm -hmm. with, with guys who are like handpicked because they're better than me Wow. Right. Yeah. So that's intimidating. Yeah. So I'm getting my butt kicked, but I'm also kicking butt too in the process Love and learning it. how much abuse I can take. You know, it's not a passion <laughs> of the Christ style beating, but you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm taking my licks and I'm giving the licks back too. Well, you know what? I was just thinking about you talking about all of this preparation you're doing physically. What are you doing mentally or psychologically? Is there a psychological game that you have to go through to prepare for this? Um, You know, truthfully, it's really more so of just understanding and putting everybody on the same level that you are like hey you're mm -hmm. a man I'm a man I'm gonna mm -hmm. punch this man this man's gonna punch me so I gotta figure out a way to <laughs> not get it real quick <laughs> yeah like you know at the end of the day because it's, it's, it's mostly mental the second that you tell yourself you don't got it or you're afraid people pick up on that frequency oh, absolutely. Yeah. so you have to go in there confident and be aware of mm -hmm. how big you are or what your limitations are and what you can and can't do and some of it is like a lot of crashing and burning in real time because like i remember some of the first time sparring i would get hit and it was like yo this man just hit me <laughs> <laughs> did it hurt yeah it hurt it's a punch <laughs> the boxers don't be reacting though so i'll be like maybe they've gotten hit so many times that it don't really hurt them the same way it might hurt somebody that's not used to taking a hit mm. well there's that right but i think even too like even it doesn't they don't really hurt when it happens, it's later. Oh, you know, yeah, kind of like you know when you go on a wooden roller coaster after thirty. You know, <laughs> you, you don't feel it while it's happening. It's the ride home. 
where it's like, yo, damn, what did I just do? What happened to me? So, uh, so that's really what it is. Because the crazy thing, I've taken some crazy shots and just shook it off and then just do another shot back. But it's a matter of like learning how to control your body and control your temper. Because like mm-hmm. the second you get hit, you're like, yo, you just hit me. Now I got to mm-hmm. your soul. That actually what looked like what happened to Nate Robinson. It looked like when he did his celebrity boxing match that he was fighting like how you would fight in a street fight out of anger like when you got hit and that's kind of what you're saying that doesn't fly when you're actually really you can't react you got to be controlled huh absolutely because if you leave yourself open anybody who knows truly what they're doing they can (laughs) Mm -hmm. counter with something they can see you're vulnerable yeah and next thing you know you counting the ceiling lights and that's why i could never never box because i get angry and then i'm trying to kill you and i didn't forgot we're supposed to be punching back and forth i forgot i'm not supposed to put my foot on you I'm not supposed to be trying to drop kick you out the ring. It becomes a street fight. I'm looking for chairs. I'm looking for trash cans. I'm looking for anything to be able to just knock you out of this world. See, that's the part. You're right. That is mentally because you have to think, okay, well, there is a style to this. And if I had Mm -hmm. to be skilled enough, that's all out the window. The first punch, I'm like, I'm right, ready to kill somebody. It's it's got about to go down. So I can understand what you're saying. But my question is, is that what made you want to get into like you said you were seeking out other people yeah. was this just something that you were just thinking to do were you like okay I think this would be great to get in shape like what what actually made you say I want to go the boxing route the crazy thing it was all those things you said but in a weird order right so oh. like <laughs> boxing has always been in my family right oh, so okay. Joe Frazier oh, is cool. my cousin oh, God bless oh, him. wow yeah. and then I also Smoking my grand- Joe is Smoking your cousin Joe. yep Philly's own Smoking Joe Yes, ma'am. And then also my mom's dad, uh, he used to box as well. Like, you know, golden gloves, like stuff in Brooklyn and Queens and stuff like that. So like it's always kind of been in my DNA and I've just always been a fan of the sport. So once I started seeing celebrity boxing making a comeback again, I was seeing some of the people that they was putting in there and it was like, yo, I could do that. Oh, I could whoop that person. So, you know, it was like, yo, why not? Why not give it a shot? as opposed to like you know way down the road be like man I wish I would have yeah. you yeah, know absolutely. so so you want to keep doing this then like because I mean I can't help but mention like Logan and Jake Paul because they're trying to blow this whole space up like they yeah. th- like and I'm not we're not talking I hope people understand we're not talking little little duckies here I'm talking about people we're talking, talking about, about big the purse. money the purse has to be a big driver yeah for you, people sure. are making real money on these fights whether you win or lose too that's another thing about these celebrity yeah. fights so that's really interesting that like you just was like, hey, it's in my blood. It's in my family. I'm going to give it a go <laughs> because if you get in early, you might you, you, you I see what you're doing because this is still early. And so speaking mm-hmm. of that, not to give away your secrets, but what is your plan of attack? Like, is there a style you have? What are your <laughs> strengths? Like I saw your promotion. And you're like, I ain't going to do what the normal promotion boxing promotions do and trash the other person and all this and that. So like <laughs> what what is your thought process if you know, right before the fight, like, what are you thinking? It's uh, a lot of, like, really possum playing. Like, you know, because you don't want to oversell what your ability is, right? Right. You know, so, yeah, I'm the guy on TV. Oh, man, like, I I hope I do okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. I know that's right. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, I'm going to the gym four times a week and really putting in the work in. And going back Mm -hmm. to what you were saying earlier, Nicole, like, yes, I have tried so many things to get in some sort of shape. And that my body has taken to this better than anything else I've done. Okay. I haven't seen the scale say these numbers 
in a long time. Well, maybe I need to do mm. that too. Maybe I need to get some gloves on because I need my scale to get right on the get right. And maybe that's the way to do it. <laughs> so there's a lot of other things attached though. The celebrity ring announcers, Flavor Flav and Omarosa is the commentator. So what should we expect from that broadcast team? Um, a bunch of wildness. Uh, yeah. I saw Flavor Flav be the in-ring guy for the event that they did in March, and he did a great job. Yeah. I mean, Flavor Flav is just born to talk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Omarosa is just a bag of surprises because everybody thinks she's this villainous person, right? But Omarosa is really like a very intelligent, um, you know, she's a sweetheart. Like, you know, like legit, one of my favorite people in the reality TV space. So uh, I'm interested to see what she brings to the table. I didn't know she was a big fight fan. I knew her husband, I mean, her former fiance, rather, Michael Clark Duncan, was a big fight fan. So I guess vicariously through that, you know, like she found the love for it. So I'm interested to seeing how this goes and how the brand continues to expand. And hopefully I could say I'm one and oh. In the, in the box this space, you know. Go. Okay, so I have a question then because okay, Arm, like Armorosa and them are all doing it. Who is the? Are y'all the like the headliner? If not, it feels like you should be head crack versus Kimbo Slice Junior is my headliner. But what are like a couple of the other ones that we need to look out for? Because there's a lot of cards on there. But what, what what's ones we should look out for? Okay, let me pull this up right now because Black China is also on the card. Black okay. China is going to be fighting Alyssa Megan. She's like a social media influencer and whatnot. Uh, my money's on Black China. <laughs> okay. um, she <laughs> is, in, in, in many situations exuded um, you know prehistoric mom strength. <laughs> You know, when needed to, uh, I saw her throw a whole stroller at a chick one time at uh, Disney World. And if she brings any of that aggression into the ring, I like her chances. Okay. Uh, you also got uh, my man, fellow New York representative, Cisco Rosado, uh-huh. taking on oh. Ohani Noah, who uh, once used to date Jennifer Lopez, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, my money's on Cisco. Okay. Yeah, mine too. Okay, it, my money's there too. <laughs> uh, Benzino is fighting Mark Razor Rosati. Um, you Benzino. know, Benzino, like, you know, he has old man strength. Yeah, and, uh, see, you're going in with that built-in strength. There was mom strength, which is Black China. Now we got old man strength for Benzino. <laughs> Benzino? I just, that's that's going to be a good one, too. I got to watch all these. It is going to be a good one. one. Like, yeah. he's all upper body. Yeah. His legs look a little thin. Uh, <laughs> so you knowing know. what you know about boxing, having thin legs or having weak legs, like, what what's, what's your thoughts? Okay, have you ever tried to just stand a straw up on a table just by itself? Just the straw. <laughs> Um, if you do like the fat straw, the one that you use for smoothies, it'll stand a little bit better. But if you got the thin straw, the little coffee straw, it's going to topple right over. You got to have some legs. Please don't skip like that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I can't. So that's, so that's the lineup. And so who you got on that Benzino one? You know, my money's on Benzino because I know him. Uh, and, uh, and uh, I used to read the source. So I, I'm going to rock with Benzino on that one. Kenny Rock is fighting Josh Colin. Kenny Rock is like the third Chris Rock brother that no one knew about. <laughs> I, I don't know who I got in that one. It's a toss-up? It, it's a toss-up. Uh, let's see. If a Rock versus a Colin, uh, who would win? Help. My Help. money's on the Rock, I guess. I can't. <laughs> Help us all. 
<laughs> is that the whole lineup head crack are you finished are you done is there more no, oh. there's more people on the undercard but those oh, are like that's you the know, main people card like, the big yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like the main card and there's other people who will be fighting for real wow like, yeah. okay so that's June and we're fighting for real but <laughs> oh, there's wait, also yeah, people for real too. Who, who are like boxers like you know they, they aspire to do this 10 years from now <laughs> oh, okay. they, they, they will be fighting before us okay yeah. so any last words to Kimbo slice junior because he's coming on the pod as well we're like highlighting your guys matchup so we're hearing from you we're going to hear from him later you got anything to say to him i mean listen at the end of the day man i respect kimbo slice jr for not only continuing his dad's legacy but you know trying something different because like you know he got in on the mma space he's like three wins three losses in the mma space and i have nothing but the utmost respect for like the whole slice family i remember when his pops was still alive i drove all the way to rome georgia with my son mm to see Kimbo Slice and like Kimbo Slice was the nicest guy signed autographs and the whole nine I see what Baby Slice is trying to do outside of the fighting space because it gets to a point where like you know you just get tired of fighting so he's building some things in the NFT space mm-hmm. I know this is definitely the place for me to be like yo I'm gonna talk crazy to him yo I'm gonna put your head in the sand like, like I don't know I have no hate or animosity for and how book. do you think you know that's gonna I mean? go right. for the fight you know normally that's what gets people excited for the fight should we be excited <laughs> to watch y'all fight if, if oh, this I'm is I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited. I know a lot of people are like, yo, how the hell is this going to go? Like, you know, there's some people who probably like honestly feel like I have no chance in hell because they've never seen me like in a a fighting situation. But also like Kimbo Slice is fairly new to boxing. So it Mm kind of levels the playing field a little bit. And it just really depends on who can land the most punches in that short amount of time. Who can send up the most prayers? Who can send the most prayers? And I will accept all prayers. Uh, All work without faith and the support of the community alone, uh, you know, sometimes breeds nothingness. So I I will accept all y'all prayers and well wishes and all y'all positive energy because I want to pull this off. Absolutely. Just just for anybody who ever felt like they was the underdog who'd been doubted their whole entire life, that's always been me. I've always been able to do what people felt like was the impossible. Wow. And the crazy thing is, win, lose, or draw, I win. You do. Because, oh, absolutely. you know, as my people on the West Coast would say, he had heart. He had heart <laughs> and jump in the ring <laughs> and go up against Kimbo Slice Jr. You know what I mean? And a lot of other people didn't have the heart. So I got the heart. And uh, I'm going to put it all out there June 11th. All right. That's well, June 11th, there is a celebrity boxing match going on. There's all kinds of people on the card. Head crack. We're going to pray for you, okay? Thank you. We will yes. pray for you. Well, and I will accept those prayers. This is me receiving them, grabbing those prayers out of the air through the, Ooh, through the computer. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yo, Montgomery and company, y'all are lit. This oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. Good luck, yeah. head crack. Yo, y'all have a blessed afternoon, y'all. So we've heard from Headcrack. Now we got to hear from his opponent, Kimbo Slice Jr., who's an MMA fighter now entering the boxing ring. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. 
loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. We got Kimbo Slice Jr., son of Kimbo Slice. Yes, the Kimbo Slice. Welcome back to the show. What's going on? How's everybody? <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. Your energy cracks me up and I love it. So You're listen. so chill. It's, he's it's, so chill. I love We're it. all here getting turned up for fight week, okay? <laughs> like, we're getting turned up. Nice. We had... Headcrack was on here earlier. I'm just going to put it out there, okay? We already had Headcrack <laughs> on there to talk about the celebrity boxing match that's going to take place on Saturday. I asked Paul, you know, because I know you and Paul work together. So I'm like, okay, Paul, like what happened with his last fight? I know you're an MMA fighter that's crossing over. I heard, you know, you didn't knock him out, but you knocked him down. It was a bachelor contestant. Right. His name was Iggy Rodriguez, I believe. So <laughs> what right. happened on that first fight? How are you feeling about being a celebrity boxer? It's fun, actually. I actually got the belt that fight, so that's pretty cool. It was pretty fun. But the goal is not to, like, knock these guys out. You know, that's not the goal, you know. Um, It's just to give them (laughs) that experience of having a fight, you know, or or somewhat of a professional fight, you know. Mm. And and I understand that going in. So I'm not going in there trying to, like, you ain't going to try to kill him. Yeah, he, you ain't going <laughs> for the kill. You just right. accidentally knocked him out. <laughs> right. so, what, so how did he hit the ground then, Kimbo? Well, that was kind of his fault because he kept he was <laughs> too aggressive. He ran into his fist. He was too aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He was, he he was too aggressive. You know, I tried to tell him even before the fight, I'm like, look, I, I'm like, I'm going off your tempo. You know, whatever pace you set, you know, I'm going to match that. And... And that's just what it is, you know, going into these things, you know, um, I really do this, you know, I'm really a fighter, you know, like, Mm. like, I really do this, you know, like, it's second nature for me, you know, I could fight, and no matter what the circumstances is, I'll be able to, to fight. So going into these fights with these guys, you know, I'm not trying to prove a point, because I feel like there's no point to prove fighting someone that has no professional fights at all. So I just want to give him that experience. So you were just matching his aggression, right? Oh, boy. There's nothing to prove, maybe, but the same way that your opponent accidentally touched the earth, you're not concerned <laughs> that head crack has been training four days a week, and I know that y'all <laughs> not trying to knock each other out, but is there any concern that I know you're going off of the other person's energy, so I'm curious if, if it starts to turn up, would you just turn up if the fight turns into a real fight, or is it like, no, this is against the rules? Oh, no, I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're gonna put a stop to it like right away. We're not. We weren't in yeah, it for yeah. this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock him out immediately. I'm gonna, knock him out. I'm gonna show him. Like, it's not a game. What's your training looking like, though? Who are you training with, and what's that looking like? How many days a week are you training? Um, my training it really doesn't change. You know, I, I've been training every day since I turned pro. I, you know, maybe I'll take a, a couple weeks off for after a fight, a real fight. You know, after like a fight fight. I'll take some time off, but I'm back in the gym. But the training really doesn't stop for me. You know, I could I could eat more, so I don't really have to cut weight now. So that's like mm-hmm. the best thing about it is I can yeah. eat what I want and just go. And it's three one minute rounds. Like it's three one minute rounds. I fight five <laughs> five minute rounds. And all the training he could do all the training he want, but I fight guys who train for eight weeks that are professionals who are trying to go in there and kill me. You know, so the fighter 
a celebrity or an influencer who's training four times a week. I just, it's no threat for me in a sense. You know, everybody has a punch of chance, but experience is going to take over immediately. You said this light work. Oh boy. Oh boy. Ooh, I got, got to watch this. I got to watch. Is... I got to see. Yeah, so what's because... your secret? Is your secret just like saying like just super zen and calm, <laughs> like how you are right now and chill? Like, like, yeah, cause how, what, what's, what's your secret? Just very even. I mean, I just I, I don't try to be nobody that I'm not or something that I'm not. I'm just I'm who I am, you know, but I do have a switch. Mm. But just because I don't like a person don't mean I'm going to show it. Mm. I don't have to show you that I don't like you. You know, what's the point of that? You're not going to show all your cards. Right. No, of course not. Unless it's a threat, then it's a problem. <laughs> like a serious no, instinct. This is, this is so interesting to me because I'm curious your thoughts. You you know, you said you do this and I know that there's a lot of fighters that actually really do do this but are entering the celebrity boxing world. We see people like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, who they get into the money, they get into the bag. So like, what are your thoughts? Because you are a real fighter. So what are your thoughts about that? Because there's mixed emotions in the celebrity boxing realm. I, I like it. You know, it, it's bringing um, good attention. You know, I, 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 it's not negative. You know, there's nothing negative about what he's doing. So if it's positive, then support it. That's how I am. I don't have to agree on something to support it like just because i don't agree on it i'll still support something if it's positive and it's going to make a positive effect even though i don't agree on it you know that's a good message that makes sense and so because there's so much going on and things are changing like celebrity boxing you know they say everything comes back there was a time when it was but now it's coming back big but things are also shifting and we're moving to the metaverse i've called nba games in the metaverse i recently did a panel for pride in the metaverse so i'm hearing that you might be interested in doing some things in the metaverse can you talk about that like i know you ain't about to be boxing in the metaverse kimbo i mean honestly at this point I, i'm gonna be doing it all i'm gonna be boxing i'm gonna be training <laughs> people i'm gonna have oh, a, a yeah, class cool. I'm releasing um, a 10K that's going to be integrated into the metaverse. So you're going to be able to use my NFTs in a metaverse. I'm going to have oh, wearables wow. for the metaverse. What? Yeah, I'm going crazy, honestly. You're going crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and what's awesome. a 10K? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't. I don't know what that means. You said people will be able that's to use techie. my... <laughs> yeah, you got to educate us. So basically, it's an it's a NFT project. So it, it'll be 10,000 pieces of oh. uh, uh, of an NFT that people can buy. So when they say it's a 10K, meaning you have you have it's up to 10 uh, 10,000 NFTs you can purchase before they mint out. So I see you doing different stuff in the yeah, metaverse. It's not just he patching in the metaverse. Yeah, right, right, okay, right, yeah. we are in Web three. I love it. I love it. And so since we're talking about all these different things in the celebrities, is there a celebrity that you think like? Yo, I would love to fight them. They're in the space. I think it would be hype. I think it could be a good fight. Like, who's a celebrity? If you could pick your next opponent, who would you pick? For a real fight, like a real, like a boxing match? I want, or both. I want a now. real boxing opponent or MMA. Which which one are you into I mean, more? I mean, let's, let's hear both. You got, you got one for both? Well, the celebrity boxing match that I'm doing Saturday is with really big gloves. So the gloves are 24 ounces and it's headgear. So... A real fight, they're, they're 10 ounces. They're, the gloves are 10 ounces. So it's like 16 ounces smaller mm. than what I'm wearing Saturday with no headgear. And it, and it counts on my pro record, you know? So wow, there's a big difference. Mm, there's more at stake. So let's start with your pro record one. If you could call out and get a fight with whoever it is, who would that be? 
Um, I think it would have to be Jake Paul at this point, right? Like I said it. I said it. I said it. And we're talking about the one, the real one, not the oh, we're here to put on a show for you guys. You're talking about no, no. I'm talking about a real fight. Yeah, yeah, a real he's gotten the respect of like other fighters to want other fighters to fight with him you know because at first like Renee right. said it was it started it used to it was a celebrity fighting thing now he's like an actual fighter that yeah. fighters want to fight that's that's actually and pretty cool and the thing cool. is you're, you're making some big money fighting this guy like mm. yes. it's not no like you know no small fry you know Definitely. Tyron Woodley made more in one fight than he did his whole MMA career. And so, how much wow. how much did money did he make? I like hearing numbers where the money reside. I think, where the money I, reside. I'm, I'm not sure. I know I think it was two million is, is what I read. What? Was a minimum. Yes. I take That's it. not pay-per-view though. He still got the back end. His mm. back end could double that on pay-per-view. That could have doubled, honestly. What? Wow. Put us on game. You're teaching yeah. us a business. Listen, yeah. Okay, so Jake Paul, where it's at though. That's the call out <laughs> for the money <laughs> boxing <laughs> match. And now, if you could fight a celebrity in this celebrity boxing match arena that you're in, who do you think would be a good opponent for that? I don't know. I I'm, I like having fun with this celebrity thing, man. It's so fun. Like, it's such a different feel than a real fight. So who's somebody you would want to kick it with? It, it, anyone. I, I would like to fight any celebrity who would want to fight. I would, I would like to fight only because I understand my capabilities and I know how to control myself in a fight. Mm. So I would give them that experience of, like, having a real fight but not trying to hurt them, you know? I do it all the time in the gym. Do you fight your friends, like your celebrity friends? Like, are you able to be friends with these celebrities that you accidentally knock out during these <laughs> celebrity fights? Don't accidentally knock me out. We're not friends. <laughs> He's like, it's not no, the personal. No, but so what's funny is I was talking to Paul, me and Paul coming up with this show that I'm going to do like a slice of everything. That's going to be the name. Oh, that's oh, cool. Cute. And what I'm doing is I'm going to do every professional sport against a professional Ooh. and I wanted to do basketball against WNBA you know of the of uh, the women like <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great idea, though. You're trying to come over here and get some of that work. So wait, so who's your opponent for the WNBA? I, that's cool. I like that. I, I don't know. That's the thing. I, maybe I could get, maybe we could do like a three on three or something. Oh, you're trying to get some you teammates. You think people are going to play real basketball? <laughs> I thought he was talking about a little horse. A little I thought pig, it was like maybe one on one. A couple of shooting games. Oh, he sounds, he real. This is hilarious. This is athletes. Athletes think that they can do every sport and he is the perfect example <laughs> and I probably am too. I'm just retired now, but that's how athletes think. She still think. beat us in everything. Dude, listen, right. I just, athletes have this twitch in their head that really makes us think that we can do everything and I love it because you probably are really about to go out there and do everything. So I'm curious, you said you're going to do a little bit of every sport. So football, we have the FCF. So what you going to try to do? You going to try to be a beast or what's up? <laughs> yeah, I'm I want to run. I want to be running back. I did it. In, uh, I ran That's in a good position okay. for you. Get that would be a good position for you. <laughs> but I broke a lot of records though in high school. Like I had a scholarship to pretty much every college that you could think of, wow. but I ended up going to an art school. But, but yeah. So <laughs> what yeah. the plot thickens? So you had college scholarships waiting on you, and you went to an art institute. Yeah, I went to art school. Yeah. Wow, I feel like that deserves a whole nother interview. Only because I didn't like depending on people. I hated it. Like, mm. my, like our team sucked, and but I was really good, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> so many questions about that. I'm like, 
I have to depend on these people to win a, a game. So I stopped depending on them and stopped caring about winning. And I just focused on myself and, you know, achieving better stats. Wow. You went to wow. solo sports. You said, wow. forget these losers. I'm going to do solo yeah. like sports that, though. and knock out people on my own and do my own career. You know, honestly, though, I love the honesty. Mm-hmm. Teamwork ain't for everybody. There's a lot of people playing team sports right now that aren't team players. They just not going to say it. Right. So I'm not like, I'm not even going to knock the truth. I think that's kind of dope. Wow. Like Serena said, there's a whole interview just in the fact that you had records broken, yes. college scholarships waiting, and my mans went to an art school. And you just went left. I like that. It's like <laughs> you went, went against left. the grain. Yeah. yeah, no one could. They didn't understand it. Wow. I feel like that's a strategy there. I don't know. It's like when, when people go right, you go left. Maybe is that, is that how you move generally no, in for life? Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, with everything. It really just goes to show even back then your stars were already aligned. And so regardless of what you did, you were going to be great yeah. at it. Wow, I like that. That's exactly right. How do you feel about your decision now in hindsight? Oh, I feel like it was the best decision I, you know, I could have made, honestly speaking. I wouldn't take it back. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, good for you. I don't think we can argue with that because, yeah, you're doing big things. So Thank you. <laughs> so one last question before we let you go. We heard from Headcrack. I ain't going to tell you what he said when I said, what words do you have for Kimbo Slice Jr. ahead of Saturday's fight? I'm going to let him have said what he said, but what words do you have for Headcrack coming up against this Saturday celebrity boxing match? I just say let's go and have fun, man. You know, uh, I don't really do a lot of talking, you know, because a, a, a lot of people talk and then when they get into the ring, it's a completely different story. You got to back it up. You got to back them words yeah, up. Yeah, now you got to back it up, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to, I won't even listen to it because I won't even like try to even, because I, I can make someone pay for your work. Like, I'll make you pay for everything you said. Like, honestly, it's easy. <laughs> like, I can do that. Oh, I can make it like a dog fight, but. I'm not going to listen to him. I understand what he's doing. He's hyping it up. You know, he's making it fun. And it's kind of like what uh, Romero did with uh, Tank. Oh, boy. I knew he was going to bring that one up. I knew he was going to bring that one. That's exactly the one I was thinking about. I was like, boy, he's on every. Yes. Well, hopefully he's increasing the purse, the viewership the number of bets you got to build all of that up too the more people buy from his side the more he'll get money on like on the back end on ticket sales and all that kind of stuff so why you ain't worried about that you just like look i'm just here so i don't get fined what's up like (laughs) (laughs) like like i said i i could do this i really i could do this in my sleep like i didn't even really train for for iggy at all and you know and i (laughs) made him touch the earth (laughs) Jr. will be matching up against head crack it's going to be fun listen I think it's lit for the culture that's just me yes. we're going right. to tap in y'all should tap in too it's fight week okay so I don't know if you guys picked up on this but we have Joe Frazier's cousin boxing against Kimbo Slice's son Listen to this. In this celebrity boxing match, it's Joe Frazier's cousin against Kimbo Slice's son. That sounds like a heavy hitter to me. That sounds exciting. I'm going to be locked in. I'm also going to be locked into the Atlanta Dream game tomorrow at Phoenix. We're on a West Coast swing. And y'all better be keeping up with the squad, man. Keep up with us. We're doing some things. We're sitting, I don't know, in the middle of the pack, but we're playing well. It's exciting. As we think about family ties, we talk about generational things a lot here. And look at what's going on with the boxers with the celebrity match a generation continuing catch us next week where it's a generational thing here at moco
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.